0: Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade.
1: Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey Brand. Hey Ken. How you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> I'm feeling great because I had a nap before I came, um, like a baby. I definitely didn't have a nap. <laughs> girl, I flew off of, ooh, I flew away from work so quick, it was not even funny. <laughs>
0: It's terrible. I'm still at work. <laughs> oh, you're right. We are at your job.
1: Thank you, job. <laughs> so um anyway, we are back off of our three-week hiatus. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited because anytime we just get to sit down and, and talk is amazing. Yes. And today we get to talk to another new friend to the show. Absolutely. Thank you to the internet. Yes. You know, sometimes we love the internet, sometimes we hate it. But in our case, it's been a blessing because we get to meet some amazing people who come on here and share their stories. Right. And it's really cool.
0: That we wouldn't normally cross paths with.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that's dope. All right. So let's get right into it because you know. Okay. Time is
2: money. I don't
1: know. know. So today we have with us
0: Nicole Starks, who's the founder and uh, CEO of Victorious by Design. Yes. And Nicole is oh, she wears so many hats. I know.
1: Girl, it's like she, a lot of hats.
0: It is. I mean, she's one of those hats. Uh, ordained minister. Okay, check. A chaplain. Mm. Social worker. Yes. And last but not least, uh, Arthur. That's awesome. It is, and she's probably like a whole bunch of other things, but we'll <laughs> get into those things. Amazing is all that matters, right? <laughs> like, and she has these uh, different um this is what we call them
3: conferences Conferences,
0: yeah yeah, that are awesome that we're definitely going to dive in today to talk more about and i'm just ready to get to know nicole better okay
1: hey nicole hey ladies how are you (laughs) both doing Doing we're doing great we're
2: good doing good yeah
1: first of all just thank you so much um like we were saying like the internet is a crazy thing like you know, it's so amazing how you could, you could have so much access to people. Like, that's kind of scary, but kind of great at the same
3: time. Uh-huh, Especially uh-huh. when you meet
1: people who um, whose visions kind of align with yours, and you can collaborate. Yeah.
3: Yes, I agree. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. And the hate part is all of the negativity that goes through it. Yes. However, like you, like me finding you... There have been so many blessings, and I have made so many relationships, positive relationships, formed them rather, um, through social media. So it's just amazing how God can use this, and it just reminds me of the scripture that says, you know, what the enemy meant for bad, God mm. meant for good. Yeah. So, you know, there's always a good side to everything. So for I'm sure. just so glad that I found you.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's get right into it because there is so much to talk about. Um, so first things first, though, one thing we always ask our guests, because our tagline here is God is in the details. And so we always like to ask our guests, how has... God been in your details throughout your life. You know, because a lot of us just have different journeys of how we even uh-huh. grew close to God. Um, and sometimes we grew close and then we went away and then we came back and you know, so uh how has he been in your details?
3: Ooh, this is an exciting question to answer. So, <laughs> well, I will have to preface and start this conversation with my favorite scripture, and I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite scripture as well, the Jeremiah 29 and 11. Yeah, And it just says that God knows the thoughts that he has towards us. And there's thoughts of peace, not of evil, to bring us an expected end. And some of the different versions say a future and a hope. And so that has been my core value guiding scripture my entire life. When I found that scripture, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is talking to me, like only me. And so... I would have to say that that has been so important because, yes, God is definitely in the details. And when it doesn't even seem like he is, he is because the scriptures tell us that he has a plan for our lives. Mm -hmm. So I will have to go. I mean, and I don't know how much time we have, but um, I see God in the details from the very beginning of my life, even from my birth, because he marked me. He marked me for from birth, and he does that for all of us. But there was something super, super special and different and unique about my birth, I believe, because I was born on July 7th on a Saturday, which is the seventh day, on the seventh hour.
2: So oh, wow. seven
3: has been like a guiding. <laughs> yeah. It has been like so pronounced in my life. Yeah. And we know that the number seven spiritually speaks to... Uh, God's number of perfection. Mm. And so I think back even to that, that detail that a lot of people would overlook and they would say, mm-hmm. oh, you're just a lucky girl. No, I'm not lucky like John, Jonathan McBrunnell yes, said. I'm, not lucky. I'm blessed.
0: I'm not lucky. I'm
3: <laughs> love okay yes I yes. am not lucky I am loved I love thank God love when oh. he he formed me before I was formed in my mother's belly he knew that I was going to be born on July 7th in 1970 I'll say something
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, girl. on
3: the seventh day of the week on the seventh hour and that is not by mistake okay. and so I thank God for that and even more so Uh, I was born again at the age of seven. So that has always been Mm -hmm. a detail in my life that I have not taken for granted. And I know that God has chosen me. He has called me. And because of those small details at a young age, I knew that I had a calling at a young age. So after being born again at the age of seven, my life kind of just went into that path of ministry even at a young age, I was evangelizing. At a young age, I was evangelizing to my peers. I remember being in, in grade school, high school, and my friends would come to me for counseling. And I'm like, what? You're Like, who does that? Now that I think about it, and I'm thinking, how in the world? Like, Where did that come from? <laughs> you know, I was always very mature for my age, and I was the oldest daughter uh, of three kids. And so my mom really relied on me to be very responsible. And so all of those aspects, all of those details just culminated into what I am today. And so definitely, I love your theme and your tagline that God is definitely in the details because he always is.
0: Yeah. Yes. So fast forwarding, God has always been in your details. You created this nonprofit to start um, empowering women through financial literacy and career advancement and outbirth these two conferences, uh, Fearless Faith and Fearless Faith Jr. Can you Uh speak about Fearless Faith?
3: Absolutely. So again, going back to the details, being raised in a single family, a uh, single parent family, rather, and my mom raising me, um, I saw all of the, the challenges that she went through and the struggles that she went through. And at a young age, I vowed, I was like, you know, when I get older, I want to make sure that no one that I know has to suffer like that. Well, you know, that's a big dream. That's a big aspiration because the reality is that is nearly impossible to do for everybody all of the time. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I was going to be using my gifts and my talents to help and to serve and to minister to others. And so I have um, the details are that I went to undergraduate school and that's where I uh, got my degree in human services and social to work and then from there, I started working at in a nonprofit organization and mostly working for mothers and children, mm-hmm. helping them in their struggles, helping them to become self sufficient, encouraging them, empowering them with resources and tools. And so that is the beginning of my career. So, simultaneously, I began to work with uh, young people at my church, at my local church. I was the youth pastor. And then I started serving in the district level. So, you know, uh, different churches have different, uh, you know, organizational setups and systems. But in my uh, organization, we had the church, the local level. Then you have the district level. Then you have the national level and so on and so forth. And so I was blessed and privileged to be able to serve the young people even at the district level. So even as I was honing in and uh, perfecting some skills in my professional life, ministry really took place. And I would say undergrad is when things really turned around for me. You know, while most young people go to college and they think, okay, I'm going to party and get my groove on. And, <laughs> you know, they they let loose and they, you know, because that's, you know, that's their experience. They're, they're growing up, they're finding out who they are. And, you know, they're trying to express themselves and learn who they are, their identity. All of that is being formed. And ironically, when I got to college, I did the complete opposite. I grew closer to God. And mm-hmm. God used me in a mighty way. That was an initial, I knew that I was going to go saved and come out saved. But I did expect to have a little fun. Yeah.
2: I <laughs> yeah. some fun. Yeah. And you
3: know what? I did. But it was really masked in a totally different way. And then, again, God was in the details. And so before I could even, God is so good, I just think about it, my testimony. Um, mm-hmm. I just even, oh, gosh, I think about my testimony and how I had access to so many things on that campus. I was at Michigan State University, and it is the one of the biggest colleges in the state of Mich- Michigan, of course. And, I mean, I was miles and miles away from home. Nobody knew what I could have gotten into. I could have done any and everything, and nobody would have known. But I knew that my relationship with God was more important. Mm -hmm. And so when I got on that campus, before I could even delve in, tamper, test, or try anything crazy, he allowed me to get connected with a group of students. And it was a campus ministry there. And I fell in love with the mission, I fell in love with ministry, and God used me before long, I was the president of that campus ministry there. And I was evangelizing on campus, and it wasn't until I I graduated from undergrad that I was like, oh my gosh, like, what happened? Four (laughs) years of my life have gone past. And, you know, people were asking me, you didn't get a chance to do that. I'm like, no, you didn't <laughs> pledge. No, you didn't do it? No, I didn't get a chance to because I was so busy for God. Yeah. And I don't have any regrets for that. I have such wonderful mem- memories of that. So to fast forward, all of those details led up to what I'm doing now. And after serving as a youth pastor, after serving as a women's pastor, I, be- I believed, I was like, you know what? This is great and it's wonderful. When God uses his people in the body of Christ and in the church, that is, that's beautiful. That's how he set it up. But he also, the Great Commission said to go out.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: you can't stay in the church building.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, the
3: world is dying and they need to see us. And yeah. we are living in the most unchurched generation mm-hmm. ever, ever to exist and so for us to stay inside the church building and and negate all of the things that need to be done in our communities and in society i believe is the biggest sin and so as a result the lord put on my heart to take all of those skills all of those talents all of those gifts and begin to use them in the community and do them as outreach and so i love how he's forming it and he's still forming it yeah. and i i'm seeing him just fashion it just the way he wants to do it and mm-hmm. so yeah that's how it that's how it became fearless yeah. faith conferences
1: yeah and so uh i have a couple of questions but i kind of want to go back because you know it was funny when you were talking about 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 college years like i personally feel like god Always, like, had a covering over me now. I was out here living my life, though. You know, my experience was definitely not yours. (laughs) But um, you said that you were raised in a single-parent home, and and so was I, uh, and Mm Brandy. And so, just with that, I just wonder, was your mom very spiritual? Were you raised in church, or is it something that was just always on your heart? Okay.
3: Yes, that was a detail. That was a very key and yeah. critical detail. Um, in fact, my mom, so my mother was, she received the Lord and received salvation in her teenage years. And she was fairly young as well. And then um, when she married my father, they didn't stay together. My mother's faith was what sustained us and was carried us through. And so we mm-hmm. were going to church every night of the week <laughs> yeah. and it's like even now as much as I love the Lord I'm like that was excessive like <laughs>
2: really
3: you know like how did we do that yeah. but you know it was her life and that was her vitality and it was her source and so as a result I fell in love with the Lord because I saw her faith mm-hmm. now um, it's a different kind of faith even now you know, I'm not my mother. However, she planted the seeds within me and taught me at a young age. So I went to Sunday school. I went to youth, uh, uh, group. I went to TM, uh, TM camp, but, uh, summer camp that we go to is truth ministries camp. I went to that for many, many, many years. And that was a blessing in my life and a major detail. And so all of those things kind of groomed me. I honestly believe that, um, It was the tests and the trials that pushed me to the Lord, you know, because in sorrow sometimes or tragedy, things like that, some people really get closer to God. And I believe that was it. I honestly believe at the age of seven, when my mother told me at a prayer meeting, uh, she said, you know what, Nikki, why don't you get on your knees and pray? Mm -hmm. Now, up until then, up until that age, you know, I was a kid, we were playing, Coloring, doing everything we needed to do, you know, as children in church because we were young. But that particular night, she said, No, Nikki, why don't you get down and pray? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. And as a result, I received the Lord, I received salvation. And then I was baptized. And so I was baptized in the spirit and I was baptized in water. And that set my life on fire. I have never been the same. And so I believe in that prayer. I believe now I could be completely wrong because I'm, I'm a little I'm much older than I am I was then <laughs> mm-hmm. but I honestly believe I was crying out to God and I believe I was probably sad mm-hmm. and I was probably missing my father mm-hmm. and I was sad about seeing my mother crying and her being upset and us struggling financially and not having all the things that that we need. I believe. That at that tender age that I was crying out to God and in response, he filled me. And so that is a beautiful love story that I'm just like, wow, that's amazing how that happened like that. But that's another detail. And so as a result, that is what has really been a driving force in my life to really minister to women. Yeah. To to minister to their uh, struggles and their challenges, and to give them a hope, not my hope, but God's hope, mm-hmm. that says that you can do all things through Christ, who strengthens you, Yeah. and so, you know, not to take, no matter what your situation is, not, no matter where you find yourself, you don't have to stay there, mm-hmm. and I can say that, I, I saw that with my mom, I saw the Lord take her situation and turn it around, I saw her coming out of public assistance and living in the ghetto to graduating with a bachelor's degree in education. And then a year later, graduating with a master's degree in education and teaching for nearly 35 years and coming out of the ghetto and living in a better part of the city and us experiencing different things that we probably never would have because of her faith. And so because of that, I have been passionate that I can tell somebody that you can make it too. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are, that you don't have to stay there because we live a, a, a wonderful God. We serve a mighty God, and his resurrection power can resurrect anything that's dead in your life.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. And so... um So when you were talking about your mom, it kind of made me think: Is that where the inspiration for the name of the conference came from?
3: Um, you know what's funny? No, because my (laughs) mom's personality is so different from mine. Yeah, she she plays it safe in most things. Mm. Um, she's not a whole lot of daring. Now she's very strong. She's very bold. Um, but when it comes to some things, she plays it safe. I, my personality is very different than that. I test, I'm like, Lord, if I see it in your word, I'm going for it. I'm yeah. not
2: waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: really, ultimately, that's how fearless faith came about. Um, because, you know, in this walk with the Lord, you have to be fearless in your faith.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and when you think about it, fearless faith is kind of like an oxymoron. Because, you know, without faith what you, you're you fearful right yeah so to have fearless faith really is like a uh a play on words
2: mm-hmm. and
3: so um yeah i would have to say i've seen her be be fearless but i have seemingly taken it to a different level <laughs> yeah and
1: yeah. and that's what it's about planting that seed like you said you know your diff- your mom planted a seed in you but you are different from her oh absolutely um, and like you mentioned, like the world that we live in today, okay, as as Christians and as, as people who want to spread the good news about God, you have to be fearless because the other side is fearless, is fearless and, and everything, Absolutely. And everything
2: Absolutely. yeah.
1: And so we definitely have to be ready to uh-huh. step up and step out whenever right. we're called, wherever we're called, you know, no second guessing. Uh, uh-huh. So I think that's awesome.
3: Well, when you know who you are and who you belong to and whose you are, you can be fearless.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: You can,
3: you know, there's no nothing that you feel like you can't accomplish or do for the Lord or do in your life because you know who you belong to. You're a child of God.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Nicole, would you say that you, your purpose was determined at a, a young age? Because in all the hats that... I introduced you with you're you're helping people like you're ministering to people you're uh-huh. you're lifting uh, women and people up all the time. So would you say that you knew your purpose at a young age? Um,
2: I think it
3: evolved. I think I got comfortable in my skin, but when I look back, I've always been doing this. But it's just been in different ways. Mm-hmm. I've always been. I was always that friend that people came to. I was always that one that they confided into or confided in. I was always the one that they told the secrets. They always knew that I wasn't going to go back and tell their business. (laughs) 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 I was that loyal friend, and I was the one that was the encourager. You know, if they believed that they couldn't do it, I'm like, yes, you can. And Mm -hmm. I was doing this at a young age, as a kid. I remember being at a summer camp, and... Um, one of my dearest friends now but we hadn't even known each other we had just met Zen at that camp and she was just crying and I think we were like 12 years old and I, I went up to her, didn't even know her and I'm like what is the problem, What? what's the matter you know, What? tell me about what's going on, <laughs> I'm like what in the world, now I'm thinking what was I thinking at 12 years old to say that, Yeah. but I did I approached her because I could see that she was hurting, I could feel her brokenness. And I believe that's one of the gifts that God has given me. Um, the world, and in psychology, they call it empath. When you're an empath, you're, mm-hmm. you're easily touched by somebody else's uh, feelings and, uh, you know, their behaviors. You can you can just kind of connect with that immediately. Not everybody is an empath. And sometimes there's some bad, you know, there's some negative Uh, connotations to that as well. But at a young age, yes, I would believe that I was always called to uh, be in the gifts of helping and ministering and encouraging um, people.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what? we've talked about purpose several times on our podcast. And it's always funny because I truly believe that it's a trick of the enemy to you know, have us come into the world with our minds so clouded that we can't even see that our purpose is really in the things that we just have always done a lot of the times. Um, Uh Those things that that drive us, those things that we get excited about. And it's, you know, it's crazy because you'll have people, you know, spend years and years just, you know, saying like, I can't find my purpose. I don't know my purpose, you know,
2: Uh when all along
1: Uh it's been right there with you.
2: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And I believe when we stop stirring and we get quiet before the Lord as Christians, Mm. when we get quiet before the Lord, we can actually see. We can see it. We can see how he has formed us and how our steps have been ordered by the Lord. And there are patterns in our lives that it's not a coincidence. You look at your life and you say, oh, okay, I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, then you need to take notice of that. You know, people come to you for specific things all of the time. You take notice of that. When you get quiet before the Lord and you actually begin to meditate on his word, and then you allow him to show you, because it's there all along. You were formed. We were all formed. Before he says it in Jeremiah, that before we, our parents even knew us, Mm
2: -hmm, that
3: he formed us in our mother's belly and he knew us and he called us. So that has already been predetermined, but we walk into it. You know, a lot of times you just don't, if you don't know your purpose, it's because you're not paying attention, really, honestly, because the purpose is always there. You were born with purpose. So when you are struggling to find your purpose, it's because you're not paying attention and you're not quiet before the Lord because he will show you it's innate in you and you'll see the you'll see the patterns. You'll say, oh, wow, OK, yeah, I'm good at that. But I'm not only just good at it, I can of it, it comes easy to me. It's like a no brainer. It almost is natural. You know, it's innate. And when you pay attention and you're quiet before the Lord, you begin to understand and your eyes are opening and you're like, oh my gosh, that's who I am. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. So, um, and that, and that's so good. I, I just think, you know, once we find our purpose, we are unstoppable. Absolutely. And so that, that's a, that's a big thing. And, um, so, you know, you found your purpose. Now you're like super on fire, going out into the world, empowering women in a great way with, I think, a great message. Fearless faith is, is, I, you know, it's so funny. I bought a bracelet. Um, I think it's called. I don't know what this is really called, but anyway, I saw it online somewhere where uh, Tia Maori actually at her last baby shower. It's like a tiny little word project or something. So you buy bracelets with a word, and once you conquer the word, then you pass it on. Yeah. So anyway, I ordered one, and um, my word is fearless. As <laughs> right, so that's just so fitting that we're talking about that now. Um, it's such yes. a it's such a great quality to have, especially when you're doing it for God. So
3: absolutely,
1: what I love about um, just Your passion and what you're doing is that, you know, this morning I was actually reading and came across this randomly like in Titus um, where they were talking about how the older women need to get with the younger women Uh (laughs) and, and talk to them and teach them and tell them how to be. And I'm just thinking about when I was growing up, you know, people usually say, oh, well, like, who was your mentor or who you admire? And I honestly never had one. Um, Uh And that's unfortunate. Uh, You know, obviously a lot of people have had mentors. I just personally did not have one coming up. Uh But those roles are so important because if we don't have women like yourself, you know, actively telling us how to do things the godly way, then you learn from TV. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. <laughs> right, on the streets. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I just love what you're doing uh, with your conference. So you started with Fearless Faith, and that your first conference with that was in 2016.
2: Yes,
3: it was in 2016, and it was hosted here right in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. And it was a two day event, and we had nearly 100 women for the first one That's in awesome. the dead of the winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the Midwest. Y'all don't know anything about the Midwest in the wintertime. Mm-mm. But um, for us to have that many people to come out the first time, I, I count it as a blessing. And, you know, it was it was a, definitely a test of fearless faith because I was launching, you know, mind you, I was doing this without the covering of my local church. You know, yeah. my church, they supported, they gave an offering. But you know, you take it for granted a lot of times when you're in ministry at a at your local church. You know, you have a budget. You know, yeah. you don't. It's not coming out of your pocket, right? Right. <laughs> so you really have to trust the Lord. You're like, okay, God. And a couple of times I went back. I'm like, are you sure you said this? <laughs> you know, really, is this really <laughs> supposed to happen? But you know, He showed me mm-hmm. that you you can't be fearless faith and okay. and retreating. You know, you got to mean what you say. Faith is not pretty. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Faith is not pretty. It sounds wonderful and it sounds uh, glorious. Uh, but the book of Hebrews will clearly show you that faith is not pretty.
2: Yeah. There were
3: many that went before us and they died for their faith. Mm-hmm. And so even though we're not in that era, it's the same today. Yeah. It costs something to have faith, yeah. and so, yeah, that was our first um, event, and so the Lord blessed us, and then we were able to connect with somebody. Uh, I met a pastor who is pastoring a young, fearless female and a woman of God who is pastoring in Paris, and we collaborated and we hosted our Fillers Faith Conference in Paris, France last year yeah. in October. Yeah. And so we're returning there. But what my biggest passion right now is, what I'm on fire about, is, yes, like you said, mentoring the younger girls. And um, when I see what's happening in the world today, and you turn on the TV, and what is um, being labeled as beautiful or what mm-hmm. is being labeled as good is completely opposite of what the Bible says. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, knowing that everybody doesn't want to be, you know, just ratchet, you know, there are some people <laughs> who really have, been, they've grown up in good homes, some of them have, and, but there's some conflicting messages. And if the church is quiet, and if the, the seasoned women are silent, mm-hmm. then we cannot expect, things to change right we just can't we can't we can't so it's time for us to come back to our roles you know um it it used to be that you know I don't know you don't see them too many and sadly because there's funerals almost every weekend here in Indianapolis and I'm sure across the nation of the mothers you know the older saints are going home to be with Jesus Mm -hmm. and so that means that it's time for us to take our place Mm-hmm. And, and 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 do our part to minister and to serve the young ladies.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's definitely like a lot of work to be done because, as uh-huh. we uh, told you the other day, uh, I'm a school counselor. I work I work with high school students, and Brandy works uh, with schools. Um, and it, it it is it is a lot going on out here, and we do uh-huh. need a lot more women. Um, and men, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and men yes, for the guys, yes, yes. definitely to step up and really uh-huh. just, you know, train up kids. Uh-huh.
3: Absolutely, uh, absolutely, yeah, because
1: it's a lost generation, and you know, and then I think you know a lot of times instead of you know wanting to embrace them, it's kind of uh-huh. like, oh well, you showed up like that, you know, yeah,
3: right, right, <laughs> that judgmental spirit, and so, yeah. I thank God that I'm at the age now that I can bridge the gap. Yeah. Like I've got enough of that old school in me to know, okay, now you know what's right. (laughs) You know what to do. But then at the same time, I'm still connected with so many young people that I understand, you know, what they're going through right now. The thing the times are different, you know, even when I was in high school it doesn't even compare to what's what's going on right now, right. and the pressures right now, and so mm-hmm. um, the breakdown in the family is even worse than it was twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago. So then, you know, our expectations are probably unrealistic because these young ladies don't have the tools or the resources that we once had.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: things are a little bit different, but there's hope because we know there's hope because Christ is still in the world. Right. Right. So, you know, you know, it's just time for us to use what God has given us to give back to them.
1: Right. For sure. So tell us, okay. So by the time everyone hears this podcast, the conference will actually be a week out. Um, Uh So right now we're a little bit under two weeks away. So tell us about the conference, the setup, who you have come in, you know, what everyone should expect.
3: Sure. And thank you for this opportunity. So I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Fearless Faith Jr. is the spinoff from Fearless Faith. And so for two days, we will be in Atlanta, Georgia, at Bell Haven University, which is a smaller Christian college. Um, They are really um, headquartered in Mississippi, but they do have a branch in Atlanta. And so the Lord just opened the door for us to be able to go there for little nothing they're hosting us, they're providing all their resources to us, I mean, for like pennies in a dollar, I mean, it's amazing how God just opened that door and so we're going to be there for two days and we're just first on day one, on Friday evening May 4th, we're going to just get to know the girls, you know, because they're going to be girls coming from, you know, all parts of Georgia and maybe from some neighboring cities and states and so we're gonna just really have fun, and so we're gonna start off with cupcakes and canvas. So we're gonna be painting and sprinkles. Cupcakes is sponsoring our cupcake and canvas event, and we're just gonna have fun. We're gonna have a live DJ and oh, all kinds okay. of fun activities and games. You know, just to let their hair down and just have some fun, but in Christian, you know, fun. Yeah, you know, just. You know, just having a good time, but, you know, keeping it holy. And so we're going to do that. <laughs> we're doing that on Friday. And then um, I'm really excited about our pajama pa- our pajama panel discussion, okay. where it's going to be a lock-in just for two hours, not a whole long time, but for two hours, where we're going to dedicate that time and that platform to hear the girls out. Mm-hmm. Hear what, what's on their heart, you know, what they're dealing with. And, you know, because so many times they feel like they're being talked at, you know, being talked to. But nobody's listening. Nobody's really taking the time to hear them and to listen. And so that's what we're going to do from 10 to 12 midnight. And um, we're going to also be doing a vision board. So that's on Friday. And then Saturday is really going to be so exciting because we have dynamic, presenters, speakers, and singers. So we're going to start the day off with Becca Shea. Um, She is a national recording artist. She's a Christian artist, and she has a heart for young girls. Mm. And so she's coming, and she's going to minister in song, and then she's also going to, you know, just pour out her heart to the young ladies. She has a song out that's called Put your love glasses on. And that was one of the first things that really kind of just attracted me to looking into, you know, getting her for the conference. And so she agreed and she is going to bless us in the morning time. And so then I don't know if you've heard of and I'm sure you have heard of Dana Chanel of Sprinkle of Jesus. Mm -hmm. She is a dynamic uh, young entrepreneur and she is doing great things in the kingdom and in the world so she has a unique ability to be able to reach the secular as well as the spiritual and so you know i think that is a very good skill set to have as christians to be able to be all things to all people that's what the bible says to do you know be able to have a conversation an intelligent conversation with people who are not believers you know like That's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. So she has that skill set and we're bringing her in and she's going to talk about, you know, uh, identity and knowing who you are, being confident and being fearless and, you know, letting those things guide you into making good choices for your life, your career choices, business choices, whatever you want to do. But, you know, she's really got an empowering message to young girls and to young people, period. Um. On how not to let your life limit you, not let your circumstances limit you. She has a testimony in her own right, and I'm hoping that she'll share that with us then. And so then we're going to have a pink carpet experience mm. on that that evening. We're closing out with a pink carpet experience. They can take their pictures if they want to dress up, they can. Um, and then we are acknowledging one of I, this. this young lady is amazing she's a senior in high school and she is a founder of her own 501c3 in atlanta georgia Mm -hmm. and it's called love rose and she provides toilet tissue and sundry items to the community for those who are lacking those who are homeless and those that are without and she provides that and what a unique ministry that is Mm -hmm. and so she's a young lady she's on fire for christ and she's also doing major things. So we are acknowledging her. She's going to get the Fearless Heart Award. And that's going to be our very first. And so I think it's so super spe- special for the young ladies to be able to recognize and celebrate their peers. Yeah. You know, that's one one of the things that's bothering me. And I see it in social media, on TV, this spirit of, you know, tearing down
2: mm-hmm. your your.
3: Your sister, you yeah. know, you know, calling them by names that they weren't even given by God and just treating them so wrong. And, you know, I just don't get that, that yeah. mentality. And so I want to in this uh, conference and all the conferences going forward, make sure that we teach the young girls that we need to celebrate each other.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. You
3: know, celebrate each other, your accomplishments, because the reality is. Whatever God gave you, it's super special, but guess what, it's 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 in somebody else, too. And so we need to be able to celebrate that. So yeah. we're going to do that with the Fearless Heart Award. And then Deja Jennings, she's a young minister in Atlanta, Georgia. She comes from a breed of anointed ministers. And so now she's, she's branching out, and she's going to be our keynote speaker for that evening. And we are just super excited. We're just, I'm just excited. So, this time next week, we'll, I'll be in Atlanta, and we will be getting it on and popping in Atlanta. <laughs> that
0: <laughs> sounds amazing, Nicole. Where can yes. Where can people um, sign up or register for your event? Like, tell us how to find it. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. I'm glad you asked, because we still have some seats available. They can go to www. Fearless Faith J R, which is Junior, no period. dot dot com. So Fearless Faith Junior. and so they can go, go there. They can register. Um, pretty soon this weekend we may have some promotions and some goodies. Ooh. We might be throwing in. We might be throwing in some gifts, some buy one get one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> So, you know, we just want to make sure that the seats are filled. We want to make sure not only that the seats are filled, but hearts are filled that weekend because it's so important to me. I want to know, I want to show and let the world know that these girls, that they are valuable, and I want them to know that they are valuable and that they are loved. And, oh, I have to tell you what our theme is. Our theme yeah. for the whole weekend is loved by design. Okay. And that comes. Yeah. That comes from Psalms 139 saying that we are fearfully and wondrously made. And so whatever God does in our lives, I don't care what we look like. I don't care how short our hair is, Mm -hmm. how big our thighs are. We are loved by design. God created us like he wanted us, and it's for a reason. And he says it's beautiful. He says it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. So definitely um, to any of our listeners that are in the Atlanta area, Make sure you check it out if you know any girls um, ages 13 to 21. Um, I, I really feel like, it, you know, anytime people just come together for something positive, it is, yeah. a, it is a good time. Uh, yes. So I, I definitely just want to, you know, put blessings on this event. Yes. I know it's going to be great. And you know, all you have to, all you have to do is plant that seed and you're going to change a life forever. Just like yours has changed, you know, so that's amazing. Um, but before we wrap up now, this is on topic, but not on topic. We did Uh want to mention, um, your book that you wrote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. Tell us about that. Think like a king, act like a king
3: hmm The Proverbs 31. Man. I love that yes. title,
1: first of all. It's yes. like, yes. hello, amazing. could you please think like a king? Hello. Thank
3: hello. you. <laughs> Can I just tell you that God is just so amazing. Yeah, just so amazing. Okay, so um, this book was birthed out of frustration, actually. Yeah. Um, it was birthed out of frustration because, you know, I just had all throughout my life, and we've talked about it, we've touched on it a little bit, but... You know, the positive male role models in my life were close to none. I had like a handful of them. You know what I'm saying? The ones Mm -hmm. that I was in close reach to. You know, I saw them from a distance, but as being impactful in my life, they weren't, they weren't, there weren't many. I did have some good uncles, but they lived like three hours away. And so (laughs) when I had a flat tire or anything like that, I just didn't have anybody to rely on or depend on. And so... As I did at the age of seven, I probably was crying out and frustrated and upset. <laughs> and um, in and, and God is good because He didn't chastise me or punish me or rebuke me. Instead, He gave. He dropped this book in my heart, yeah. and it ministered to me. It brought healing to me. And so, this book was. Um, I was studying Proverbs thirty-one, and so being a youth. Uh, I'm sorry, being a women's pastor, you know, yeah. every women's day, every mother's day, <laughs> anything that we do for women is always Proverbs, Proverbs 31. 31. Yeah. And the pressure, you know, the pressure Ooh, to, live up to pressure. all of that. You're right. like, oh my gosh, like, right. really? Is that even possible? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, it is in different stages in your life. At yeah. my age, I understand. That that's definitely possible, but it's in different stages of your life. You can't overdo it and try to be somebody you're not. Right, so, yeah. you know, you allow the Lord to groom you. Okay, so getting
2: to the <laughs>
3: Proverbs 31 man. Okay, so the first nine verses of Proverbs 31 is actually speaking to a man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It is a mother mm-hmm. talking and instructing her son. Yeah. and giving him wisdom and telling him what to do what not to do. Yeah. And so that is how that book just kind of unraveled and I got so super excited. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so awesome." So, it's one of those things, it's like a labor of love. I think God used it to minister to me. There you know, I haven't really pushed it because it was self-published. Um, but I believe in God's time, it's going to come out and it's going to bless a lot of people. Yeah. And I will have to say uh, the overall message of this book is, you know, when I went to the Lord, I was frustrated and I was upset because I was like, you know, the men are just pitiful. Like, God, yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Like, what is going on? You know, I was just so upset. But when I came out of that experience, I came out with the revelation that, no, no, God created man to be rulers and to be head and to be the king. And so when when they do it God's way, mm-hmm. they are phenomenal.
1: Yes, <laughs> they
3: <That's laughs> yes. are wonderful. Yes, so I put a whole another view in my my lost hope for good men in the mm. world really was turned around and God healed my heart and he's still healing my heart. But the reality is that God has a plan. It goes back to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Mm -hmm. He has a plan. And when we do it God's way, it can't be anything less than beautiful. Hmm.
1: Say that again. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I definitely need to get my copy. So let us know where to get it. (laughs) Yes,
3: absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, okay. All of my social media, um, So my Instagram social media is victoriously underscore Nicole. The Victorious by Design International has its own Instagram as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Facebook is victoriously Nicole. Mm -hmm. And so all of those social media have the link for you to actually purchase the book. And... um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's so funny because every time, especially now, I, you can turn on TV and anything talking about all of these leaders that are falling, um, mm. I get so super excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, God showed me that, he showed me that,
2: that's in my book, yeah, in my book, that's in my book.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to get it. I cannot wait to read it. That's very exciting because, you know, Proverbs yep. 31 is very special to Brandy and I. Yes. Um, yes. And so it's it, I cannot wait to see what God revealed to you, you know, yes. uh, through that yes. process. So that's great. Okay, so tell the people one more time where they can register for the event that's coming okay. up. Okay, yes,
3: absolutely. Go to fearlessfaithjunior.eventbrite.com. Okay. So that's www. Fearless Faith Jr. JR not spelled out but Jr.eventbright.com. And then also for the ladies who are more mature <laughs> and are up for adventure, we will be back in Paris this October. So that information is forthcoming. So they just need to follow me because, they,
1: you know what, you're going to get left behind if you don't follow me. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> don't get left behind down, down, down. <laughs> oh, at down, all.
0: Down. Well, Nicole, we appreciate you so much yes. for taking your time out this evening and speaking with us. We appreciate what you're doing in the community of Atlanta and Indianapolis and Paris, friends. Like, (laughs) Girl, you are rocking it. And God is so in your details. And Ken said it earlier. We send you blessings on all of uh, the things that you're touching right now. Yes. And I, I just can't wait to say... Nicole Starks' name on the (laughs) big screen, and we interviewed
2: her on. We
1: talked to her, and she is blowing
2: up. Yes. Isn't
3: that special? But you know, we cannot end this conversation without me pouring into you. I want to say that God is using you two in a mighty way. Brandy and Kendallin, it has been a pleasure following you on social media. You're inspiring messages and your 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 scriptures and you know honestly there have been days when I've gone on social media and something that you posted blessed my life that day oh, and I'm like you God. know they are so super special <laughs> so I want to encourage you to to keep doing what God is doing in your keep doing what the Lord is allowing to happen in your life that yeah. you keep going forward you don't look back and I admonish you in all of your secular things that you're doing, that God is still ministering through you in the schools. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to be praying for you too, because we know the enemy is mad and he's angry Mm. and he's busy. But I'm praying for protection over you too in the schools. And and, you know, all that you have an impact on. So, I just want to thank you for this opportunity and this platform to give this old lady something
2: to say. (laughs) We
0: definitely received those blessings. Yes, thank thank you you so so much. much.
3: Thank you. And I believe that we're going to meet very soon and we're going to be talking about you coming to Fearless Faith Junior next year in 2019. Oh, yes,
1: we would love to. So, yes, definitely. We'll talk about that offline. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes. yes, yes. Right. That yeah so thank you again nicole and everybody um again if you're in the atlanta area make sure you check it out and remember yes. god is in the details